Hello, and welcome to the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Finnamore, owner of WorkFitMe Mobile Physical Therapy. The goal of this podcast is to help busy Maine professionals find the mental, emotional, and physical strength necessary to fulfill their true purpose in life. I have a passion for sharing my true purpose with others. Join me as I discuss holistic health and wellness tips and inspiring stories with my friends, colleagues, and even heroes and mentors to help you fulfill your true purpose in life. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. Dr. Phil Finnamore here, as always, and we are rolling right along here, part three of the mini-series this week on neck pain. But before we get into that, I'm going to make the announcement one more time. I am hiring for my fully mobile physical therapy practice. I am looking for someone that you know and trust in the PT world who is looking to just do something different, who's looking to make a change. I want to talk to that person that can't answer the question, what do you love about your job, without saying the, the, the their, their coworkers and the patients they work with. Because you can get that just about anywhere. You can get that just about anywhere if you're in a job that's the right that's the right fit for you. So if, if they don't love everything about the career, they don't seem like they're fully fulfilled with their entire career. Those are the people that I want to talk to because uh, along with trying to be at the forefront of the change in healthcare, uh, I also want to be at the forefront of the change on the employment side of, of healthcare. So that's what we're trying to create here at WorkFitMe Mobile Physical Therapy. So I would love any introductions you have. My contact info is in the show notes. But as I said, we are going with part three here of the Schneck Pain series, and we are talking about the shoulder portion of Schneck pain. Again, just to recap, if this is your first time listening, uh, Schneck pain is that shoulder, kind of diffuse shoulder neck pain, the stuff that kind of is generally in the side of the neck, top of the shoulder, out into the arm, or some combination of those of those areas. I refer to it as Schneck pain. And first part, we kind of talked about why it's so important to identify the true root cause of this problem out of the gate. Part two, we dove a little bit deeper into the anatomy of the neck and what in the neck could be causing pain and why. And today we are now going to attack the shoulder. So if you haven't listened to parts one and two, definitely go back and do that. You don't have to do that before you listen to this, but it, it, uh, it, it'll, it'll help. It'll tie it all together very, very nicely. So let's talk about the shoulder a little bit. Okay, some general anatomy. Okay, shoulder very interconnected. We've we've said this before. It's also incredibly interconnected with the neck, which is why we're talking about all of this together as neck pain. But uh, intricate joint, a lot of moving parts. So you have the shoulder, the main shoulder joint itself, which is a ball and socket joint. I, I we like to describe it as a golf ball on a tee because the ball is much bigger than the socket. So it's inherently unstable as a joint. Okay. That's going to be important as we move forward. The other aspects of this. So the, the, the ball is on the upper part of your arm or the, or the, the, the top of the, your, your humerus. And the socket is actually part of your shoulder blade. Okay. The other aspects of this shoulder joint complex are also 
the shoulder blade, okay? So where the shoulder blade connects to your collarbone, that's what's called your AC joint. And that's if you ever heard of, if you yourself have had this or you've heard of someone having a shoulder separation, that's when that joint um, gets separated. Uh, And then the other component of this is the movement of the shoulder blade itself, okay? So those are all very important. Those are kind of our bony structures. From a muscle perspective, we're going to primarily today be talking about the rotator cuff, okay? So our rotator cuff is our primary muscular stabilizer of the shoulder joint, okay? So the, the rotator cuff is made up of four different muscles whose tendons all come together and connect in a very common area on the front of your shoulder and when all four of them are working together and working properly they sort of suck the ball into the socket and and roll it and glide it or help roll it and glide it the way that it needs to for the shoulder to work properly with 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 proper mechanics okay so individually they do things like rotating hence the the rotator cuff so you have one you, the biggest muscle in the rotator cuff is actually on the front side of your shoulder blade so it kind of lays between your shoulder blade and your ribs and it comes out your armpit basically to attach to that area on the front of the shoulder and that muscle uh, is uh, your uh, is in charge of rotating your arm inward we call it internal rotation so if you're if your arm is at your side and your elbow is bent and you put your hand across your belly, that is an internal rotation direction. Or if your elbow is in line with your shoulder and you brought your arm down toward uh, you know, toward parallel with the ground, that's internal rotation. The Another muscle sits right on the top of the shoulder blade, so it's underneath that big bulky um, upper trapezius muscle. It sits on the top of the shoulder blade and that helps you bring your arm out to the side, primarily working in the first 30 degrees of motion or so. Okay. And then the other two are on the back side of the, of the shoulder and in the shoulder blade, and they help us externally rotate. Okay. Which is the opposite of what I just described for internal rotation. So again, they each have things that they do individually, but they're more important as a unit. Okay. And, you know, we, we just mentioned the upper trap, excuse me, and the levator scapula. And those play an important role here too. We've mentioned those in the neck pain portion in part two as well. So, um, on top of that, we also have to pay attention to the lower shoulder blade muscles, the middle trapezius and the lower trapezius, uh, because they, they all interact and move when the rotator cuff is working, or they should, okay? And therein lies our problem. So those the, the tendons of the rotator cuff, the reason why this is all interconnected with the shoulder blade is, as, as you noted, all of the rotator cuff muscles start on the shoulder blade, and then the tendons connect to the upper arm bone um, in the shoulder, okay? Um, so the mechanics between the shoulder and the shoulder blade are very important, okay? So the tendons of those rotator cuff muscles to get to where they connect run underneath the arch that is created by that AC joint we talked about, okay, where the where the collarbone meets the shoulder blade. And it's a very, very small space in there, okay? So the number one thing we see that causes where, where a shoulder is going to 
be painful and be the, the root cause of schneck pain is rotator cuff injuries. Okay. That's why I just spent so much time talking about where the rotator cuff is and kind of how it works. Okay. So the reason for that is because when we live in that forward, that rounded forward posture that we all tend to be in, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the first two parts of this mini series on schneck pain, it pulls our shoulder joint or our, our ball forward compared to the socket. Okay. It, it rounds our upper back, rounds our shoulder blades so that they're, they are forward and rotated in a downward direction. Okay. So when we move overhead now, there's more pinching of the rotator cuff on that arch because there's little space there to begin with. And we've just made it smaller. Okay. What compounds on top of that is when we are in that forward head posture, just like we've talked about before with our other Schneck pain episodes, that upper trap and levator scapular muscle, along with our pecs, which also pull our shoulder blades forward and rotate them downward, tend to become overactive while the top and backside of our rotator cuff and our our postural muscles that help open the shoulder blades up and rotate them, them upward all get weak. Okay. So now the mechanics of how our shoulder joint move are off, the mechanics of how our shoulder blades move are off, and we get a lot of repetitive pinching going on in that arch where the where the rotator cuff runs. Okay. And that over time is what typically causes injury and pain in that rotator cuff. And it can cause tearing. It can cause tearing. So here's kind of our first myth is that just because you have a rotator cuff tear does not mean that you have to have surgery to fix it. Okay. And here's why. In people over the age of 60, 50% of them on MRI imaging of the shoulder had rotator cuff tears and had no idea that they had them. They weren't painful, which can be true for a bigger tear, but it can also be true for a smaller tear, right? It, it didn't really matter uh, how big the tear was in this particular study that, that, that found that. So the most common causes of rotator cuff tears are just what we call degenerative tears, just tears that happen over time. And we can help improve that with therapy. So our big myth here is this being a a big portion of of Schneck pain that we see right now is that, you know, rotator cuff injuries are probably just tears and that's why they hurt and you're just going to have to have surgery someday. And that's just not the case. That's just not the case. So how do we fix it? We first need to identify all those imbalances that I mentioned, which we almost always see. And in order to truly fix this, we need to work on opening up the chest. So we need to increase mobility in the pecs and the upper trap and the levator scap muscle. We need to increase mobility through the mid-back while also simultaneously strengthening the, the backside of the rotator cuff specifically and the middle and lower trapezius, which are our shoulder blade postural muscles that help hold us in that more upright position and open those shoulder blades up. Okay. Cause we need those shoulder blades to open up and rotate upward in order to create more space around that rotator cuff. So we're not always pinching it. Okay. That's what, that's what our focus is here. But again, the other things we need to take into consideration is where pain is usually felt from these things and determining are the symptoms we're seeing 
really coming from the rotator cuff because we can't rule out the neck in this situation. Remember all the postural changes I just talked about that put stress on your rotator cuff also put stress on the nerves that come out of our neck and cause pain as well. So usually when the rotator cuff hurts, it hurts on the outer aspect, kind of the front to outer aspect of the, of the upper arm, sometimes all the way down to the elbow. Um, one thing that I always kind of keep in mind and tell people is that if it goes past the elbow, we're probably not dealing just with a rotator cuff. There's probably a, a nerve component too. Uh, and there are ways that we can tease that out. But if it's not, and it's really only with arm movement, neck movement doesn't seem to bother it at all, probably more a potential rotator cuff tendonitis, right? Again, doesn't always mean there's tearing there just because you have pain. You know, pain is not indicative of tearing. Pain is not always indicative of damage, but it means we have some things that we definitely need to address. So again, my big, my big take-home point here is, uh, again, the, the overarching take-home point for this whole Schneck pain series has been we need to identify the true root cause in order to accurately treat it, okay? Because there are certain things we're going to do for the neck portion of things that we're not necessarily going to focus on as much for the shoulder portion and vice versa, obviously. Um, there's going to be a lot of overlap there because some of the things we need to do to fix the postural imbalances are very, very similar, but we need to spend more time with some of our hands-on work and some of our strengthening in different areas, depending on what we're doing. Okay. So, so that's the big take home there. So just to summarize, uh, I, I think we summarized the shoulder stuff pretty well there, but to summarize our whole Schneck pain series here, it's never too late and it's never too soon, but, but if you have pain in this area, that whether it comes on from a certain activity or just comes on slowly over time. If it's not going away on its own within about three days or so, three to five days, that's a great time to get seen because the longer nerve pain stays around, the harder it can be to get away and keep away. Okay. We need to identify the true root cause in order to appropriately treat it. All right. A lot of people with Schneck pain get lost in the shuffle because they have this sort of diffuse area of pain out into the shoulder and maybe down the arm a little bit, but it's not far enough down the arm to cause alarm for nerve pain. And it's maybe not quite severe enough to think that it's really severe shoulder or rotator cuff pain. And it's somewhere in the middle. And because so many specialists in the healthcare field in general tend to get hyper-focused on right on the thing that they work on and right where the pain is, that's where things get messed. Okay, we need to look above and below the areas of the pain. We need to identify how much the neck is involved, how much the shoulder is involved, where the postural imbalances are, find the true root cause in order to truly take care of this and prevent it from coming back. But it's all treatable without drugs, without injections, and without surgery most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. So I think that's a good summary there. Uh, that kind of wraps up our three-part series on Schneck pain. If you have any questions, the contact, uh, all of my contact information is right in the show notes. Schneck pain is, is probably about a third or more of my schedule right now. Uh, same thing with Dr. Lauren. So if, if, that means that many people are coming to us with Schneck pain. That means there are a lot more people out there dealing with it when they don't have to and they need our help. So if you are one of those people or you know one of those people, I uh, would love to get in contact with you. So please reach out. Again, all my contact info is in the show notes. Would be happy to chat with you and see how we can make sure that your Schneck pain is a thing of the past. That's all I have here next week. We're going to do another episode uh, that's all I have this week. Sorry. We're going to do another episode next week that is going to be focused on uh, knee pain. 
Uh, this is a very common thing that we're seeing right now as well. And, and this time of year lends itself to some knee pain. So if you or someone you know has some has some knee pain, uh, maybe from arthritis, and you're wondering what your options are, we are going to talk about that next week. So until then, go make it a great week, and we'll see you back here next time on the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. Whether you're a first-time listener or a returning listener, I can't thank you enough for coming in here and taking in these conversations to help fulfill your true purpose in life. If you found value in this episode, please be a friend and tell a friend and share it with someone you know, respect, and care about who will find value in it as well. I would be so appreciative if you would also leave a five-star rate and review wherever it is that you are listening to this. I would also love to interact with you. You can find us anywhere on social media at Strength For Your Purpose Pod. And the email to get a hold of us for questions or inquiries about being on the podcast is also in the show notes. If you have any questions personally for me in regards to your health or wellness, I would love to talk to you about those as well. And all of my contact information is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope to have you back here next week for another great conversation. And until then, go make it a great week. Thanks for 